Welcome to another episode of Trey's Lounge uh, Podcast. Okay, I want to start off by saying I'm sorry for not uploading. I'll try to get it better. I mean, obviously, it's kind of hard to do a podcast, especially if you have a full-time job. But I promise you, I will try to get better. But on today's episode, I have a very special guest, Ethan Steiner from Tremont. Ethan, how you doing, man? Oh, not too bad. Just got home from, or got here from school. Yeah. So you said you were in Bradley University, right? Yep, doing engineering. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, I was like, what are you in school for? So, yeah. Also, you also you rode your motorcycle here. Yep, yep. Was it cold? No, it's not bad. Today it was, it was warmer, but next week it'll get cold, so it'll probably oh. be only a couple of days next week, and then... Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I've got I forgot that it was like seventy degrees outside. Yeah, I was hot on the way to school. I mean, yeah, like it's weird because it's like November. Right. <laughs> so. Gonna chill here quick though. Yeah, talk about climate change. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess enjoy the the last day uh, when it's like seventy degrees outside till spring, right? Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. This is this is it for the warm spell. So, on today's topics that we're going to talk about on this episode is cars, guns, politics, and our faith, you know? So, so like, I'm kind of a car guy, you're kind of a car guy, so you want to explain that a little bit? I mean, car guy, it it differs from people who like to drive cars, people like to race them, people who like to build them. Yeah. I'm kind of in the, I like working on it, but... When I'm done working on it, I want to drive it for a while and not yeah. have problems. Mm-hmm. So, I like working on it, but I'm also a big fan of driving cars. I like driving. Driving is definitely top of the list for me. Yeah. Are you like a car guy or like a truck guy? Definitely a car guy. Yeah. For me, a truck is more of a tool than it is a commuter vehicle or something you just drive around for fun. Because we have a pickup truck, a diesel Duramax, and it's actually getting a bail bed put on now. I'm doing that later this weekend and it's a nice truck it hauls great but it's just it's rough i don't like driving it unless i have a big trailer on back so if Mm -hmm. i'm just driving i don't know to pick up a bunch of stuff i'd rather take our suv or one of the cars because they just ride so much nicer Mm -hmm. but i do think it is cool to you know if you've got the time and the money to build a cool truck okay yeah yeah that's just not for me i mean like I guess like cars and trucks, you know, like they have some ups and downs. Oh yeah. And speaking of trucks, you did say that you got pulled over because the cop didn't read your license plate, right? Yeah, the we have Montana license plates, which that's a whole another <laughs> rabbit trail. But the trailer plate is smaller than normal, and I mean they just get dirty, right? And I just didn't even yeah. look at it. I just grabbed the trailer, dumped on the back of my car, and took off. And <laughs> that was that. So uh, are you like from Montana or? No, so. Essentially, the big, long, extended family had money in bonds mm-hmm. uh, about two years ago. And my dad was looking at the market and thinking, okay, we're going to get inflation here because, right, the government's handing out stimulus money, which, regardless of politics, that's just, that's just what was happening, right? The government was just printing money. And when that happens, inflation goes up. And then to fight inflation, the interest rates have to go up. And then when the interest rates go up, the value of your bonds goes down. So my dad suggested to our family that we should take that money and instead of flooding it, lose money in bonds we should go put it into land because montana had been experiencing a drought so we went and took all the money in that bought a little ranch and some other random little bits and pieces of land and it turned out to be a pretty good decision because bonds as expected yeah. tanked once they started going up with the interest rates 
Is that, is that why you, like, work in Montana every summer? Or? Yeah, so... You can make money doing farming, but that's pretty hard. You can make money a lot easier if you just buy land when it's cheap, and then when the, you know, the climate gets better, you get better rain, and everybody's doing good, and everybody's got money. Well, they're willing to, they can pay more for land, so if you buy it cheap, hold on to it for a few years, then you can sell it. So that's more of what we're doing, but at the same time, we can also add value to it by taking a ranch that was kind of run down and, you know, on its last legs, and then bring in people, you know, redo all the fences, get a whole setup running, and, you know, that adds value as well, so. Also, our buddy Logan uh, went to Montana, like, did you guys, like, meet up with each other? Or? Oh, yeah, he he was over in Bozeman, and he was, I mean, we were both working full-time, but he had a couple days that he could take off, so he took one of those days and came out to the ranch. We uh, drove dirt bikes around, checked on the cows, <laughs> checked on the waters, and did a little bit of shooting. <laughs> it was a good time. You know, speaking of shootings, uh... I just saw like a video once of you, Andrew, and Mark. Were you guys like at your legs, like mm-hmm. having some target practicing or something like that? Yeah, so we just had the boys down for like day. We'd, we bought a bunch of meat and some different foods, and so you got bought a bunch of guns and ammo. Oh yeah, when I was out in Montana, it's a lot easier to get a hold of ammo and stuff as long as they're over eighteen. Yeah, and they don't check for they don't. Yeah, they didn't check for ammo as long as you're eighteen. Here you go buy all the ammo you want. So yeah, I. Illinois has been difficult. They won't give me my Void card, so don't I bought have, a bunch out there and brought it all back. Don't you have a Void card in Illinois? Or? I don't know. I've been trying to get one, but they've been sticklers getting it to me, which is well, annoying. Well, here's the thing, though. Illinois has, like, it's, like, one of the top ten, like, strictest gun laws. I would say probably top five. Probably, or top yeah. five. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say, top five. Probably because of Chicago. And that's my theory. Yeah, well, in today's day, right, gun legislation all that it's mostly politics so yeah. illinois is a very blue state chicago is a very blue area so they vote for people they vote for lots of gun legislation that's just yes. the fact of the matter yeah like when the election was a few days ago i was not surprised that jimmy prince go won the election i am not surprised no it's not surprising i mean did i hope he would lose yes yeah but same at here. the same time after seeing how everything else is going you know all the republicans were calling for this red wave and it was more of just kind of a little trickle, right? We, yeah. The, the Republicans won some seats here and there, but didn't really wasn't the red wave they're expecting. After kind of seeing that failing to materialize, is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. I mean, what was interesting about it is like when I look at the map, like the rest of Chicago is blue, but like I would say, ninety percent of Illinois is red. Except Peoria, Bloomington, or Champaign. Yeah, a maybe a, in there. maybe a little bit of St. Louis or East St. Louis too. Yeah, it is. It is interesting because if you, if you look at a full map of the United States by county, you get the same phenomenon, right? Yeah. Out in Montana and Wyoming and all those places. I mean, it's just all red, and maybe you'll have a blue county here and there. But even in you know, like you said, even in your blue states, it's still just all red with blue spots. It's just you know, in those bigger states. Yeah. Your red counties might be a little closer to 55-45 red to blue versus 80 to 20 out in yeah. out in your red states. And then you've got the big, huge cities, of course, that yeah. skew it. I mean, my uncle did tell me once while I was getting my haircut is, like, if you go to Peoria, it's blue. But if you go to, like, Morton or Fremont or anywhere in Tuswell County, it's red or a.k.a. Republican. It leans red. Yeah. I don't know what the explanation is, but it does seem to be a very glaring trend that the bigger cities 
Democrats, liberals, whatever, people people who think like that tend to go to that area, and your more conservative, traditional people tend to stick out in their rural areas. So people I mean, who I value don't... small community, they value they value conservatives value small communities, you know, and their family and everything, and so that's that's where they they kind of stay out in the you know the urban areas, or rural areas. Yeah. And then liberals tend to be a lot more open-minded and inclusive, and so of course the city is a more natural place for them to yeah. want to live because that's where like-minded people live, and that's kind of where you know you get all kinds of people coming in, and that's where they want to be. Yeah, exactly. So on back to the guns, though, since you as a gun owner, I mean, and I know some people who own guns, and they can tell you themselves that guns are not really the issue; is the people is the issue, like. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Do you right. agree? I would agree with that. The tricky part with guns is that it's a lot easier to kill people with a gun than it is with, say, a bow and arrow. So, yes, I love guns. They're great. But I do understand why people are nervous about them because you can take a gun and I have a pistol that has 12 round mags and I could stuff tons of mags in it and a tiny little package. I have enough bullets to... I could shoot a ton of animals or you know if mass shooters they can in a tiny package they can have the potential to kill dozens or hundreds of people thankfully yeah. it doesn't happen very often because people other people take a hand but it's just it's a lot more volatile than yeah ever before in human history i mean in illinois you have to be 21 to buy a handgun but you have to be 18 to buy a shotgun or a assault rifle or any rifle or any thing. rifle yeah yeah well that's i think that's no, that is, that's a federal, that was put in a federal law a few years ago, because in Montana, I realized when I was out there, I was trying to buy a pistol, and I couldn't, because I wasn't 21, which, you know, too bad, had my dad buy it instead, all good. Hmm. I wonder if across the United States, like, in every single state, you have to be 21 to buy a handgun. Yes, you do, because that's on a federal level, and to buy a gun, no matter what, you have to have a federal background check, or... Yeah. A concealed carry, which to have the concealed carry, most states you have to, you know, a concealed carry can waive your federal paperwork. And most states you have to be 21 for that. So yeah. you might be able to work around a loophole. If I think Montana, you can get concealed carry starting at 18. So if you've got a concealed carry there and walked in to buy a pistol and just showed them that, you might be able to, but I'm not really yeah. sure. I never tried. I mean, this is just my opinion. I personally think the this whole gun control thing, I think they just need to have stricter background checks, or and enforce them. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Yeah, and it also depends on the type of crime, right? No, it depends on the type of crime. Yeah, because the problem is, is, well, yeah, you want to do all you can to stop dangerous people from getting guns, but I it's going to happen either way, right? Their yeah. buddy down the street who's got a clean record, he's just going to give it to him, right? So yeah, kind of. There's like... only so much you can do. Yeah, kind of like saying, like, oh, you have to be 21 to buy alcohol, but kids still find a way to get alcohol. Right. You I could, was using that for ex- as an example. You could example. get it from your parents, an older friend, you could steal it, which that's, you know, that's wrong on multiple levels. Yeah, but, like, like, for example, like the Michigan school shooting, that school shooter got that handgun from his parents as, like, a birthday gift. Right. So he did not just get that off the streets or use a fake ID or something like that, right. you know? And I think people put a lot of worry about pistols and assault rifles, and they're all worried, but nobody really... Every one of these school sh- shooters or these mass shooters, every single one of them, the, you know, it happens, it's terrible, right? 
Yeah. But thank goodness they're using full metal jackets. They all use full metal jackets, which, if you know anything about ballistics, a, a solid round, it'll punch a hole, which, you know, that's not good. But let's say you get hit with a full metal jacket in the leg. It'll pass, it'll pass clean through, and that's pretty... It's not terribly difficult to... It's going to be extremely painful, but you could wrap that up real quick and you're not going to die. Whereas if somebody hits you with a fairly large caliber full metal jacket, it'll hit you, expand, create anywhere from three to 12 channels, separate wound channels. And that's, that can, those are what do a lot of damage, but thankfully none of these mass shooters use that. So, yeah. Well, I mean like one time I was reading a news article in LA in 1997, I believe, like, only LAPD, at the time, they were only armed with handguns and uh, shotguns. But there were... This was a long time ago. So, what happened was, two bank robbers robbed at Bank of America. They were carrying assault rifles, covered in body armor, and none of... Like, none of the LAPD's pistols were going through their, like, body right. armor. Which is... Which, I'll get that to in a minute. Like, I think this is, like, the biggest... Like, it has gone to the point... Where, like, the, the one of the officers had to, like, stop by at a gun store, borrow the same kind of, man, you know, firepower that they have over to fight back. Right. Which. That is interesting, yeah. Yeah. Which is, that's kind of a weird thing. And also, you were talking about, like, aiming, right? A lot of people are saying, like, why can't uh, police train them to how to shoot guns out of their hands? Or shoot them in the legs or whatever. I'm like. In the heat of a moment, you can't think i mean there there are some shooters out there in the world there's a gun chain i follow and i would wager that he's a good enough shot and he's shot close to a million rounds in his life probably i would wager that he could probably shoot a gun out of somebody's hand if they're not actively shooting at him if somebody's shooting at you i don't care who you are you're just gonna shoot back and aim to hit them it doesn't you're not worried about oh i'm gonna try and go for a kill shot i'm gonna try and hit them in the arm just hit them no you're just shooting back and trying to stay alive right it takes an incredible amount of training for you to be able to stay cool under fire, especially if you're you don't have body armor, you get hit. You don't you don't get a second chance, right? Yeah. So in the heat of a moment, you're not gonna. Nobody thinks to. Oh, I'm gonna aim the wound. No. Which that's the, like the that's like the biggest issue today's society is that people say that they want to defund the police or people say that they need more training. Blah 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 blah. My opinion is. Defunding the police isn't really the issue. They just need better training. Yeah. And it's also to the point of people are joining the criminal side, which I think is just, it's backwards, right? When you've yeah. got a society that says, oh, I'm not going to go into any details, but we don't like the situation because the bad guy was doing something, the cops responded, and it was a little over aggressive, and something bad happened. Either they died or somebody else died, right? There's that one break-in shooting. I can't, yeah. I can't remember details, but the girlfriend got caught in the crossfire and she died. People are always, which that's terrible, right? But people are always on the side of, oh, it's always the cost fault, which who broke the law in the first place, right? As yeah. a society, we have come together and said, don't do this. Don't steal. Don't attack people, right? Yeah. And when you break those laws, in my opinion, if you broke those laws and they're coming for you and you fight back, I've seen no, I see no reason... No circumstance ever, no matter what the circumstance, if you have broken the law and the cops are coming from you and you are fighting back, you deserve whatever came to you because Mm -hmm. you broke the law, that's on you. You're fighting back against the law, that's also on you. And they're just doing their best to continue. And if things go badly for you, 
that's not their fault. They're yeah. just doing their job. Yeah, like uh, like the like the George Floyd situation, right? Like, like don't get me wrong. I do not agree with how they got how the cop handled like putting his knee on the back of his neck. I don't agree with that. I truly believe that they should have handled it differently. Right. But he was resisting arrest. It was confirmed that he was under the influence of meth. So, if he Which was... that may or may not have been the cause of death. We don't really know. The autopsy said he had tons of fentanyl on him, which, of course, he, did, he, had, he had enough to kill a couple of normal people, but he's developed uh, immunity, so who really knows what the... Yeah. It was, it was an airplane that were crashed for one reason, right? It's not, oh, the engine failed. It's, oh, the engine failed and the pilot screwed up, right? So, in this yeah. case, he didn't die because just because of getting treated a little harshly. He... And he didn't just die because of a drug overdose, as some people say. It's a yeah. combination of factors that, yeah, if one of the factors hadn't been there, he would have probably lived. Yes. But in that case, it is also easy to see where the cops come from because they probably had to deal with this guy who knows how many times. And they drag him down to jail and the DA looks at him and says, oh, you just stole? Get back on the street. Yep, get out of here. We don't, we're not going to deal with you. <laughs> and they're just, they're just letting him back on the street. So... One day, he's arresting the same dude again, and he's just had enough. So he's going to, oh, I'm going to teach him a lesson, and well, things go further, right? So. Yeah. I mean, I do want to ask my hometown police department, like, what's their opinion about the George Floyd and all those, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, you know? It was like, do you know that I was in, I was in the middle, I was reading through, like, news articles, and turns out 95% of black people are being killed by black people. And guess oh, what? Yeah. Or higher. Yeah. And guess what? Two percent of black people are being killed by police. Two percent. Is it that high? Yeah. Okay. But, like I'll uh, show you a screenshot and uh, like later today. But yeah, I, I don't I don't doubt it. People are. People are worried about the wrong issue, right? Yeah. They're not worried about. Or people, people are using, oh, I, the saying, I care about black lives. They're using that saying to masquerade for something else. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to throw accusations as to what they actually want to accomplish by defunding the police. But if you really want to save black lives, you get 30, let's just throw numbers out. Let's say 30 black people are killed by cops a year. Well, they kill, I don't know, would it be 30? 3,000, 30,000, right? It's a couple orders of magnitude higher that they kill each other, gang fights, rivalries, yeah, whatever. And even that number is just tiny compared when you think about how many black children are killed in the womb every year. I mean, that number yeah. is... I think, okay, yeah, 3,000 are killed by each other every year, and then 300,000 black babies are killed before they're ever born. So yeah. if you are really concerned about black lives and con- conserving their lives making sure making sure things are just right yeah you'd be the oh 30 are killed by cops every year okay yeah we want to try and minimize that as much as possible but you've got a way bigger bird to kill right you've got you've got a way bigger problem with all these other people that never even get a shot at life right yeah they're dead before they can ever take their first breath i mean like i truly get that you no, know, like we want the police to treat everybody the same. Don't get me wrong. I just, I agree that uh, nobody should be treated different because of their skin color. But the thing is, like, okay, I have family and a couple of friends of mine that are police officers, and I had this conversation with them before. And what they, what police officers don't understand is that 
you cannot expect them to have a smile on their face after they just got a call about, like, say, a drunk driver just killed a family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they just lost one of their officers in the line of duty. Like, you cannot expect them to have a smile on their face or expect them to be perfect. Right. Like. They're going to make mistakes. And statistically yeah. speaking, black people commit a lot more crimes than any other group. So it's not too hard to draw the, to draw the lines. Is it? Is it right from a moral perspective? Maybe, maybe not. You could argue from both ways. But from a practical standpoint, to if you've got a call that, oh, some man is committing a crime, you show up and there's a white dude and a black dude, statistically speaking, and you can only chase one, statistically speaking, you have to go after the black guy because statistically he's more likely, right? Now, yeah. do I think it's, should you be making that choice because, oh, he's black, I don't like him? No, absolutely not. But there is the there is the aspect that they do commit more crimes than most people. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's no, there's no way around that. Right. You yeah. still want to try and treat everybody, everybody the same, but it is hard to ignore glaring statistics. Right. And also if you get a radio dispatch saying like, it's, it's a black man wearing a white t-shirt and black shorts and blue Nikes. Or or standard description. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you look in the corner of your eye and you see, a black man matching description, you have to think to yourself, is this a suspect? Is this a suspect who committed armed robbery? And if that's and that suspect that you're approaching is resisting, then any of you get shot or killed? Well, well, were you fighting with you? Did you pull a gun on an officer's? There you go. Like, right. do not call yourself a victim. Right. There's been a lot of that going on, right, where people are doing... A good example is the is his name Dante Wright, where yeah. Yeah. the the lady officer I can't remember what her name is, but she pulled her gun instead of her taser. Yeah, terrible. But at the same time, I don't feel like she should have been charged on I mean, any sort of murder or manslaughter charges because he's a criminal with yeah. a warrant out for his arrest for you know crimes involving a yeah. vehicle, and he's trying to leave in a vehicle which is a weapon, right? A vehicle. Yeah. If you if you drive in a vehicle a certain way, it's a weapon. Yeah. Most of the time, a vehicle is just a vehicle, right? But if yeah. you drive it with the intent to harm somebody, all of a sudden the vehicle goes from just being an object to you've got a multi thousand pound battering ram, right? That's a weapon. So technically, technically, you could say that he was fighting back and he had he he was attacking people, and so she, in that aspect, you could almost go down the road that okay, she did mean to sh- shoot him, and that was also justified. But the fact that she accidentally shot him. That's what got her into, got her into yeah. trouble, right? I mean, like, I've seen uh, videos of police officers as they got dragged by a suspect's vehicle after they just got back in. And right. also, uh, numerous cops even agree what you said, that they she shouldn't be charged. I mean, sure. Should she be fired? Yes. I mean, well, she probably got sued. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. You, the problem is this whole attitude of somebody does something wrong... And, you know, they have to pay the consequences. But then there's this lingering shame and rejection from society they have to endure. And they it was an accident, right? Yeah. It's not like a thief who, he steals something, you catch him, he goes to jail for a couple months, he comes back out, and you're not going to treat him the same, right? You're not going to give him the keys to your house. You're not going to give him the keys to your car. You're going to be a little more careful because, especially if, he, if, he, if he's got... A record of stealing, right? Yeah. That's one thing. But if somebody commits an accident, like the lady we're talking about, 
That was an accident. Yeah. Is that was is a terrible thing? Of course. But at the same time, her life shouldn't just be all of a sudden ruined. You know, she's going to have a terrible time finding a job because every company she goes to work for is going to go look at it and go, ugh, you've got all this bad rep. Yeah, we don't want to bring that bad rep into our company, right? I mean, she's sentenced to jail for like 2.5 years. Was it two and a half years? Yeah, two and a half Jeez, years, yeah. yeah. Which is, I'm like, that's, a, that's more like a slap on the wrist uh, charge or a slap on the wrist sentence. Yes. You know what I mean? Thankfully, it's, thankfully it wasn't anything more than that. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, but still, uh, I still feel like the jail time is not warranted. I feel like a a fine or maybe a mandatory community service or yeah. I mean, a certain type was. of training. I feel like community service. Yeah, maybe community service would have been would have been a good one because yeah. you're giving you're giving back to the community that you unintentionally took something away from, right? I mean, like, numerous cops were also, when they heard about it, they were, like, obviously pointing the finger about, does uh, Minneapolis police do uh, cross-draw? Like, like okay, this, the right side is my handgun and the left side is my taser. So. Yeah. And also. And you, they, they pulled tons of funding out of that police department after the George Floyd incident. So it's not, it's not all that surprising that you get people on the field who are ill-prepared because. One, you're not paying them enough, and two, you don't have the proper equipment, the proper training protocol, because you just simply can't afford it, so yeah. I mean, believe it or not, Philadelphia does not have tasers. They're only armed with handguns and possibly pepper spray and, and a baton. That's it. Which I kind of find it hard to believe. Yeah. At the same time, though, like I said, if somebody's, if somebody's committed a crime and they're, resist, and they're resisting arrest... Yeah, it'd be helpful to have a taser, but at the same time, sticks and pepper spray will do will do the trick. But if they're at such a level that you can't contain with that, taser's not gonna help. If they're just if they're just laughing off baton hits and getting hit and pepper spray, if you're laughing that off, what's a taser gonna do, right? I mean, there's there's always... stories of people who take multiple taser hits and they just keep going, they keep swinging, they keep doing whatever they're doing, they hardly even care. So at that point, well, how else are you gonna do subdue somebody? A taser's not gonna work. So yeah. There are yeah, videos out there. There are videos out there that of police officers tasing suspects and they're still standing on their feet. Right. Then I then I mean hit then I mean hit the ground. Taser runs out of juice or whatever happens and it's done and okay that's all you got right. Yeah. What else you got? Oh, I got my handgun is my last choice. Yeah. That's um, yeah. Like you said, your only option there is to pull something with a little more power behind it, which yeah is a gun. I mean, there was a video of a of the body cams, a police officer, they got a call about a fight, and there was two girls fighting in the driveway, right? And one of the females had a knife. Oh, right. I remember that. And instead of pulling the pepper spray or taser, he pulled out his handgun, because I don't know if you guys know this, but a knife is a deadly weapon. Right. It can kill somebody. And you have to fight deadly force with deadly force. And numerous people were angry with the cop, like, oh, she's such a girl, you know, she was only 16, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You're trying to kill your friend. Yeah. If it's, if it's, you're pulling a knife and you're trying to kill your friend, if it's your life or your friend's life, I'm sorry, but you, you pulled the knife, so. Yeah. Like, you're pulling a knife. You get to I am, consequences. Yeah, like, I'm not pulling my taser. I'm not pulling my pepper spray or baton. Yeah, I'm pulling my handgun. I mean, sure. Because who cares that you're 16 and who cares about the circumstances? You are a human being trying to take the life of another human being. And so you've 
at once once you have made that decision and you've decided I'm gonna try and kill somebody and for no good reason just because I'm angry, you have forfeited your own right to life. Now, thankfully, yeah. we've come up with lots of ways that we can either bring people out of that rage, stop them, subdue them, but a lot of the times, well, you forfeited your life to life, and sometimes it, that's exactly what happens. You lose your life because you were acting such a way, and it's sad. Don't get me wrong, but at the I mean, same yeah. time, that's you can't, you wouldn't have a functioning society if you didn't deal with that. It's a, it's a huge crime to, you know, it's an irreversible crime. You gotta have harsh consequences or something like that, and yeah, that's all. I mean, like, it. I mean, I'm not sure your comments can, hurt, or maybe some of you guys, I don't know what I'm saying. I mean, I'm sure, like, maybe shooting an adult it might be different than shooting a teenager or a kid. That might be different, right? Right. I mean... It also depends, right? A 16-year-old is almost an adult. You shouldn't... Yeah. You, you have the ability to kill. A 5-year-old, if something happened with a smaller child, what are they going to do, right? Yeah. Kids, little kids are dumb, but once you've, once you've hit the... It depends on the person, but once you hit the mm-hmm. somewhere to... 12 to 16, probably closer to the 16 age range, you, you're acting like an adult. You're driving. Yeah. You're not voting yet, but you're driving. Yeah. You can have credit cards. You can have a job. You are making the transition to an adult, so you're going to start getting treated like an adult. And unfortunately, that also transfers to crimes, right? You commit crimes, and you're not a little kid who stole some candy out of the candy jar at the store, right? And yeah. get a slap on the wrist, tell the owner you're sorry, and you're going to come work, or you're going to give them $2 to pay for the candy, right? Yeah. That's that's the appropriate punishment, because they're young, and they're learning the rules of society, but by the yeah. time you reach... Like 18, 17. 15, 15, 16, 17, 18, you, under, you know how things work. You know things are wrong, so... Yeah. There's no... You don't have, you don't have the small kid excuse anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, you can't make big, important legal decisions, right? You can't... I don't know if you can change your name. I'd have to look that up. But you can't get married until you're 18. And that's just how it is. Because we, we understand that, yes, while you're becoming an adult, you're not an adult yet. You're still maturing. So you're not eligible to make certain decisions yet. Or to drink. It depends on the country for that one. But you know, Speaking yeah. of drinking, I think it's funny when people get so excited when they turn 21. And they're like, yeah, this is going to be the best day of my life. And I'm just like... Yeah, dude, wait till you uh, get down one day to your girlfriend. Wait till you see your girlfriend, now fiancé, walking down the aisle. You say, I do. Wait till you held your firstborn child. Oh, yeah. Then we'll see who's saying, this is the best day of my life. Yeah. I mean, if I was someone who actually liked the taste of alcohol and it was kind of fun to get a tiny little buzz, would I probably go out and celebrate a little bit with my friends? Sure. Why not? But... Well, I mean, it's the, who, who cares, right? People, if you if you are already if you already kind of have a taste for alcohol, before you hit twenty one, the twenty one birthday isn't gonna change. And if you're not in that party, you don't care. So there, I don't feel like there's yeah. anything significant about that. I mean, who I cares, have, right? I have drank alcohol before, but when I turned twenty one, I'm just like, eh, no, it's not a big deal to me. Well, maybe 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 go grab a drink with a buddy. Yeah, maybe I'll I would probably will, but at the same time, though, it's and, not oh the best day ever. Yeah. And also at the same time, am I going to be able to, like, control my habit? That's the thing. Right. Well, I'm with you there, yeah. I'm not... When it comes to... When it comes to habits, Bad habits and stopping myself. I mean, I'm bad with food, so... Just stay away from alcohol. No need need to... I mean, what's your opinion about... What's your opinion about, like, marijuana being legalized? 
It's kind of a tough one because... I mean, I personally don't smoke weed or use weed as a medical exam, you know? Right. I think it's bad for you, but at the same time, there's only so much you can do, right? Yeah. You can't... You can't have somebody constantly follow you around because you might go jump off the top of a building. Yeah. Right? You're gonna, you can make your own decisions, and yeah, sometimes you can go make bad decisions. Do I think marijuana and drug use is a bad decision? Yes. But at the same time, the government getting in the way is not going to do a whole lot to stop you, A. And B, there's only some... You can encourage people to make good decisions, but you can't really legislate morality, right? And that, yeah. that works its way all the way back up to people's core values and core beliefs is you have no morals and beliefs laws aren't going to give you morals and beliefs and i think it's the same thing with the drugs if you if you like being addicted and you like all that well you're going to put yourself in a pit and there's only so much you can do yeah and i obviously don't want people to die because of that oh yeah i mean thousands of people die from drug overdoses per year right mainly from like cocaine and heroin and now it's going to be, uh, what was it, Fent- fentanyl. Fentanyl's coming over the border in ridiculous amounts nowadays. Yeah. And you can only do so much. If pe- people, people are determined to be dumb. You can't, you can't fix stupid, right? If somebody's yeah. absolutely determined to be dumb, you can't stop them. I mean, I'm, I'm, I do stupid things, too. I'm, I mean, yeah, I mean, I nobody's perfect. I'm absolutely determined to go as fast as possible everywhere I go. I'm always romping on my bike in my car, right? And... There's there's laws, yeah, and I agree. There should be laws to keep people from going fast because okay, you're gonna get somebody some somebody who's inexperienced, mm-hmm. never driven at high speed before, could just jump in some crappy car, get going 120, and okay, what happens if you lose a tire or something goes wrong, right? You're not yeah. prepared to deal with it. Now, if I lose a hundred a, t- a tire at 120, yeah, it's not gonna be fun, but there's a good chance I'll survive because yeah. I've spent my entire life pushing vehicles to the limits. You know, like, speaking of speeding, uh, Leland, love you, bro, if you're listening to this, um, he told me that, like, you can go, like, 85 or 90 in Texas. Oh, yeah, speed limit's out there. And I'm like... That's a whole different, that's a whole different rabbit trail, too, is, you know, yeah. speeding, speeding five or ten over, and the cops don't really care about up to ten over, they never pull you over, and I've got plenty of stories of, on the bikes, we all went past the cop, and we were going very, very fast <laughs> for the speed limit, and he... They were multiple of them, and they just sat there and watched us go by. <laughs> Nothing. I mean, but one yeah. time, I was coming home from church, right? And everybody in front of me was, like, slowing down, like, all the way to 55. And I'm like, why are we going so slow? And I look at the, on my left, right? And, and boom, there's a state trooper, and I'm like... At the speed change, yeah. Yes, and I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, come, like state troopers, they seen me going 10 above. And I got get pulled over? No, sir. Well, that's the thing there is that the, the speed limit is 55. Yeah. But in my opinion, that's silly because nobody goes 55. On my motorcycle, I go, I probably get my, I could probably get myself in trouble by saying how fast I actually go, but <laughs> I go X on the interstate and when I get into 55, I bring my speed down. I don't bring my speed down 15 miles an hour if I'm going a couple over. Yeah. I don't bring my speed down 15 miles an hour to match it. I maybe drop five maybe ten miles an hour just because that's what traffic's doing and I mean, in my, yeah like I in my car go. in my car i'm going however much over i just want to do on my bike i don't really look at the speed i'm just more i don't want to be past my bike because that means those are going to be people in my blind spot coming up behind me and i can't see them and i don't want to be and i could constantly check my neck 
you know, check my over my shoulder, but then in doing so, I'm losing track of what's in front of me. So I try to always be moving a little bit faster than traffic. That way, mm-hmm. nobody's passing me. I check, I can check behind me every periodically. I can look at my mirrors. I can know where everybody's at, but at the same time, everything that's coming at me is coming at me from the front. So the yeah. worst case scenario, I can swerve, I can jump, I can get out of the way. I'm not just going to look over for a car, okay, coming past, I'm looking and looking, and I look back and, yeah, I'm screwed. Yeah. So that's is it right to speed i mean like i don't it's that's a that's a tough one for me because on my bike on my bike if i were to go the speed limits it would put me in considerable danger people there are bad drivers everywhere and i don't trust people to go slow so on that one it's a weird call because i'm speeding and breaking the law but at the same time, I'd be endangering my life and probably endangering other people's lives because everybody would be trying to avoid this motorcycle that's going 55 while everybody's going 70, right? So mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a weird one there. Yeah. And I, mean, I don't like, know what the right answer is. I think the right answer is that you got to yeah. do what's best for everybody and I don't yourself. really like, – I don't personally know speed, but like, I usually go like 60, 65. I mean, that's because, you know, I'm like paranoid. I'm like, no, I like my car. I don't want to break it. You know, yeah. I don't want my, like, insurance, like, to go off, you know what I mean? Well, that's how I am on roads, and on bad roads, which is another reason I don't like this state, is the roads are terrible. Like I said, the on the way... The roads are terrible. On my way, on my way here, <coughs> excuse me, on my way here, you know, I just got a new phone on my bike, and I had my phone there for maps, and I was looking down, and I look, and I see the zigzag, and I go, oh, corners, this is fun, and I get around, and I go around the first one, and da 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 oh, man, it's, you're almost limited... And how fast you can go because the roads are just so bad. If you go any faster on, on a bike, you're really going to get in trouble because if it <laughs> lifts you off the ground and throws you, when you come back down, if you lose traction, you're just going to slide out, and that's not going to be good. <laughs> Even on a car, you can really easily mess up suspension parts if you're flying around a corner and hit a huge bump. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, and like, speaking of like motorcycles, uh, what kind of bike do you got? <laughs> oh, I've got an old R6 2000, yeah. so it's still carbureted, but... Ever thought about like making your like dirt bike street legal? We actually do have one that is street legal, yeah. Ah, okay. So, it depends on... It's all by state, right? Yeah. So, for Illinois, you have to have one mirror, turn signals, and a license plate. I think that's all you need. And, of course, you need the VIN and title so you can register and get your title and all that stuff. So, we've got... We have one or two bikes that are like that and capable of being licensed, but we just don't because if you're going to be out in the ranch in Montana... Yeah. You don't you don't need it you don't need a plate because you're on gravel roads and for that stuff you can drive rangers you can drive whatever you want roads like that because they don't you don't you don't need to have it right you can drive your tractor yeah. you can do whatever you want on those gravel roads because they're not really public roads they're more farm roads than they are public roads yeah so we just never saw the reason plus then you have to insure it why yeah. would you waste the two hundred dollars when you don't need it no if I was like a sheriff and I see a, like a group of kids riding their dirt bikes I'm not gonna bother to chase them now because especially yeah. if we're like out in the country. Because well, especially if you're somewhere where they can, if there's trees or woods anywhere nearby, one, you're going to lose them because they're just going to head in those woods and go, see ya. And I've seen videos of people doing it. <laughs> that, or or those... two, if you're chasing a group of kids on dirt bikes and you scare them and they do try to get away or somebody panics, you could cause trouble. Yeah, you could cause you, accidents. You could cause an accident. And both, I'm not going to bother to chase them down. I guess, like you said, if there's woods, is there a trail? I'm one to a thousand, you're gonna catch them. One to right. a thousand. One in a thousand, you get them. Yeah. And the other thing too is, 
Those videos, it's though... It's so much of a headache. Yeah, like, those I videos like, are funny, I feel funny, like the though. proper response there is to say, okay, this is illegal. Please stop. Yeah. And I'll just go to my megaphone and be like, kids, you can't ride those on the road. Sorry. Take those home, guys. Yep. Yeah. Go, or go, go find trails to ride on. Yeah. Go find trails to ride on. You know, have fun. But just, unless those dirt bikes are street legal, then what we do. Yeah. Which, it's not, that's the other thing, too, is it's not too hard. It's just, it's just a lot of paperwork, because you got to go through it. Because you have to go through insurance, you got to get title and registration. It's all just a big headache. Yeah. Yes. It's better. Just stay, off, just stay off the street. Yeah. You can, supermoto, supermotors are kind of, kind of cool. But at the same time, if it's got nubby tires, it's not meant for pavement. Don't run it on the pavement. It's meant, if it's got nubby tires, it wants to be taken off-road, so take it off-road. Right? I wonder if, uh, uh, Sean, our buddy Sean Meyer got pulled over for riding his go-kart on the road. The sand rail? Yeah. That thing's actually fully legal. Oh, it's really? got a, it's got a tit- it's got a title that came with it. Yep. It's got oh, lights. Really? It's got everything. Mirrors, it's got a license plate, everything. So yeah, insured. It's that hmm. thing is 100% street legal, which is kind of cool. <laughs> I, would Somebody, like, I would like to drive it or ride it sometime. It is kind of fun. It's a little finicky and unreliable, but it is it is a good time. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, have you ever done like a wheel yet? On the sand rail or motorcycle? I mean, or any motorcycle. Oh, I do it all the time on dirt bikes. I've done a few on my motorcycle and just in first gear there, you know, going 20 or 30. I don't yeah. do it. Could I, could I learn to do it faster? Yes. But at the same time, it looks just as cool to do a wheelie at 20 miles an hour as it does to do it at 80. And you're not going to hurt yourself if you fall. Yeah. But I can't do them anymore because one, my second gear is smoked on my motorcycle. And I also smoked my sprocket few weeks back before i started wheeling and so yeah it's not it can't it can't take the torque required to do a wheelie anymore which is <laughs> sad but probably for the better i mean you do usually ride dirt bikes like on your lake yeah we ride them around down there and sometimes once maybe twice a year we'll take them to michigan or west virginia for just a weekend trip and do some riding i mean your lake is dope yeah it is it is nice i mean you guys have some pretty interesting ideas for diving boards yeah, I don't know. Somebody broke one of them. Yeah? But we'll have, we'll have to throw some more wood on that. <laughs> It'll be sad to see that place go here. I, I remember one time we were there, and I was coming on that ladder that was like, like maybe like 100 feet from the ground. Or it's 40. Are you talking about the TTHD? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was 40 like, feet. Hmm. I was like, man, it was nerve-wracking to look down, especially with like the wind blowing. That makes it oh, more yeah. nerve-wracking. My, like, my, un- my great-uncle Elam has a concrete drainage tower he's got a little lake too and so he's got a concrete tower for and there's a big there's a huge dam there and so he's got a concrete tower to regulate the draining out mm-hmm. and we go jumping off that and people people are a lot less nervous to go off that because it's a huge concrete platform right it's the thing's the size of a water tower almost it's huge it's super stable you don't feel worried at all so you're just jumping off but the our tower at our place is it's a little it's a little scary because you're just up there on a tiny little metal ladder now is that thing solid yes but it feels kind of skimpy because it sways a little bit and the, it's on a dock of course so it rocks so yeah mm-hmm. i mean like your dog it sure does like to jump in the water it's been, or not your dog uh, what is it like he's a bark he or she it's a barker the black lab oh diesel yeah yeah, yeah he liked the water although like yeah he, he did not like jumping off anything even our tiny little dock because then he gets water in his ears, and he don't he doesn't like that. So he does growl and bark at you if you tried to get him to jump off. 
You know, exactly. like, next time if I go to your lake, I had to bring, like, fireworks when it's, like, summertime. Yeah, it is fine to have fireworks. I mean, you guys, you and Andrew and Mark yeah, went to, like, shot your guns. Yeah. You know, like, if I ever, like, have kids and I have guns, I mean, of course I want to I wanna teach them how to shoot. And also, I want to keep them locked up and safe as, as a way as they possibly can, you know? The guns? Yeah. Saying? Yeah. Like, say, if I, the only way to open the safe is a key. I have the key, and the only person that has the key, other key is my wife. That's it. If this is a combination. More combo, oh, yeah. Me and my wife would have known the conversation, not my kids. Nope. Yeah. Especially when you're younger, because they don't, like I said earlier, kids yeah. don't really understand the laws and how everything works in the world. So as a young kid, when a young kid... Can you teach them to shoot at a young age? Sure, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But you need to make sure that they don't have access to it because, especially with the types of video games we have nowadays, they might think, oh, I can just go shoot my buddy and he'll come right back to life, right? No, yeah. that's, that's not how it works. And so no, you gotta, that's not how it works either. Like, once you're dead, you're dead. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take the proper measures. Yeah, I'm just like, if I ever have kids and they're asking me about, like, you know, like, school shootings, stuff like that, I would, like, want to have a talk with them, like, hey, like... Those kids are just probably mentally ill. Those kids were probably lonely. They probably did not fit in. Maybe those kids were bullied. And that they were home poor. life. Yeah. That influences outside of school. Right. Just yeah. adds up. And also, I want to teach them, like, I want them to make them feel comfortable to me talking to me, you know, like, what's going on in your school life? Like, are you ever trying to fitting in? Did you, maybe did your girlfriend or boyfriend book up with you, you know? And also teach them, you know, like, hey, I know school, school sucks, don't get me wrong, but picking up a gun and shooting kids is never the answer. Like, that's not gonna, like, make your problems go away. That's just gonna ruin your life and everybody else. It's gonna ruin your life. You won't have to go to school, but spending the rest of your life in jail is a fate that I would not wish on my worst enemy. It's just, it sounds awful. I'd almost rather, you know, at that point, if you're in jail with no chance of ever getting out for the rest of your life it's almost better to be dead because you're just not going to have a life right you're locked up in jail yeah. like numerous people were furious when uh parkland florida school shooter right. got sentenced to life in prison instead of the death penalty which is pretty weird because like if you like i read a news article in oklahoma saying like a guy uh, shot two cops and he was sentenced to death like if you shoot a cop you're there was a slight chance you're gonna you could be executed by... Depends on the checks. state, but yeah. Yeah, it depends on the state, yeah. No, I think... And people... You can disagree with me on this, but I think if you're going to be sentenced to life in jail, even even if there is a chance of parole, if you're sentenced to life in jail, especially with no chance of parole, that essentially is the death penalty. So why would you why would you not implement the death penalty, right? It's not... Mm-hmm. It's not... The death penalty isn't wrong right I mean, yeah god implemented it back for the israelites right if you murdered somebody guess what your punishment was you get to you get to die you're, you're dead too right yeah if you commit certain crimes the penalty was death and we have certain laws and if you do something wrong here yeah you might get in places if you're sentenced to life in jail why would we sentence why would you it's almost a mercy killing. Why would we force you to sit and spend the rest of your miserable life stuck in this little jail cell and it costs other and other people have to pay for that, right? Other people have to pay the security guard, the cook, 
whoever does the cleaning. Now maybe you can get them to do some of that work for themselves, but if they are in a confinement cell, well, somebody has to do all that. You gotta pay for the facility. You gotta pay for all that. And you're putting that burden on other people who shouldn't have to pay for that, right? Yeah. And also, so. you're also in a room full of other prisoners that committed who knows what. Yeah. And if they, if those prisoners found out what you did, you're like, oh, what did this kid did? And oh, you killed like 17 people or 17 teenagers. Yeah. Well, I would say that in a, in jail, you probably wouldn't have to worry too much about people being mad at you for moral reasons because, well, they're also in jail, right? So... I mean, they're like, not if, they're not perfect little moral angels either. So yeah, but. I mean, like if you're in jail, like like one of the prisoners, like if you're in jail for like murder, they're not gonna like care too much because there are some, maybe there are probably four or three, that were in jail for murder as well. But if you're gonna go to jail as a pedophile, or a sex offender, you're dead. Especially if people, if other people have children, then yeah, them yeah. that might wake up whatever sense of moral or, a lot more common is. Rival gangs, somebody yeah. else is thrown in jail, you get thrown in jail for something you did to one of their gang members. Well, now you've got somebody in jail who already doesn't have a great moral compass, yeah. and then you throw somebody in their jail who's got a quarrel with somebody, yeah, it's just asking for bad things to happen. That is, like, so interesting. Like, how do, you know, like, gang members in prison found out what their rivals did outside of jail? That is, like, so interesting how... Rumors and information spread incredibly fast. It's crazy how fast things bounce around, especially with the internet nowadays. All they, yeah. have, all they have to do is hear a conversation going on as they walk past, or even somebody comes and visits them, right? You can, yeah, you can, or you can phone calls, people. you know, because they're... A phone call, you hear it on the news, just because there's a TV running somewhere, maybe. I mean, there's so many ways you can... Yeah, that's... That is... That is, like, so interesting. It's really neat, but at the same time, I feel like it's not necessarily the best thing. To be yeah. so informed, because back in the today, people are more anxious, people are more depressed, people have more mental issues today than ever in the history of humans. Right? There's no, yeah. there's no denying that. And well, what really changed? The biggest change I would say that influenced that is connected. Right? You, yeah. you're depressed. Well, why? Well, because when you scroll through Instagram, all you see is people living these perfect lives. You're anxious. That's well, because your phone's constantly going off telling you, "Oh, you got an assignment to do. Oh, you got work thing." And your boss is texting you, and this, and then that, and piles on, and all adds up. And it's just, we're not, we're social creatures. Yes, God created us that way, but He didn't create us to sit there and constantly just be, you know, constantly going on about stuff. Right? Yeah. He also implemented a, he rested, right? And he gave us a Sabbath too. There's time we need. It's not we should, it's we need to slow down, focus on God, focus on your family, yeah. and live in the present. You can't just be living in fantasy internet world all the time or it's going to drive you crazy. Yeah. Like, there are scientists, as I've proven, like, there is some sort of, like, I don't know, there's, like, some sort of, like, medical condition I, I forgot what it's called, but basically what it is, like, you're, like, super addicted to, like, TikTok. What's it oh, called? is this is this the thing with Tourette's? Is Tourette. this what you're saying? Yes. I, I, I do remember saying that, yeah. One of the pastors at Northfield was talking about that, like, a while ago. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what is that called? I mean, I think it is called Tourette's Syndrome. Yeah, Tourette's Syndrome, where, where people tw- yeah, twitch uncontrollably, and people are developing this weird thing where they don't have the syndrome but they act like that and they twitch and they twitch and they display the symptoms without having any of the actual problems right it's all in the head which that's 
Mm-hmm. And that was after COVID and everybody got shut inside and everybody was just sitting on their phones all day, which that's, if, if nothing else can convince you that social media is just evil and should be eradicated, yeah. that should do the trick. If you are literally getting, giving yourself a disease or a mental disorder from a little screen that you hold in your hand, I feel like that, yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, that's, you should get rid of it, yeah. Yeah, that's why I don't mess with TikTok anymore. Oh, yeah. It's... I mean, like, I mean, sure, I have my days where I'm like, maybe just you know, I'll re-download it, you know, recreate my new account, and maybe take a quick little peek how my friends are doing on there. But at the same time, I'm like, I do not want to risk, you know, get, being hooked on my screen instead of focusing on my job or... Right. And to that extent... People say, oh, I use it just to keep in touch with people. And I feel like the argument could very easily be made that, okay, you want to keep in touch with people, call them, yeah. write to them, text them, visit them, right? I don't really and if, you don't, and if you're not willing to go and do one of those steps, well, you just simply don't care enough. So why do you need to keep up with what they're doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the weird thing is, though, when people say, like, when I started going to, like, my church I go to now, people at my old church, not Northfield. But people have been saying, like, oh, we miss having you around. Why are you not coming back here? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, if you, like, miss me, then, like, hit me up. Like, hey, do you want to meet somewhere to get coffee? Do you want to go to Chick-fil-A on this day? Like, if you miss me, like, hit me up. I'll be down to hang out with you. But no. That it, yeah. No, I I, I agree, yeah. Which is weird because when I went back to that church... Like, the day when I'm telling them, hey, I'm going to this church now, everybody was like, hey, how are you doing? Good, good. Okay, cool. And they started talking to their friends. And I'm like, did you just, like, did you just text me, like, a couple of days ago saying that you miss me? And then you, I show up and you don't care? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, you know what? I don't really see the point of going to my church. I mean, I don't want to say the name because everybody is probably going to, like, spam me. Like, dude, what the frick, bro? Why are you talking about this? No, yeah, I don't need to go down. Don't need to yeah, throw names around for no reason. Yeah, but don't want to, like, spell his name. At the same time, the Bible is very clear about that community, right? And that's about all it says, right? A good, yeah. godly community. So it, just pick and choose, right? It doesn't matter. I did not know that the Bible says that we are all social creatures. Yeah, I don't know if it's actually specifically says somewhere that, oh, you know, mm-hmm. people are, it says something, but it's very much implied, right? We, yeah. It says we need Jesus, right? Yeah, that is exactly. without a doubt. I mean, you can't, everybody you can't needs Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. But it also says that you need community. You need other believers around you. You need accountability partners. You need people to teach you. You need teachers. You need people to teach. provide services to. Yeah go out on missions, there's all kinds of roles in the church, and you need yeah. a community of people to fulfill that purpose, right? So Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, you're right. It's not specifically said, oh, we're social creatures, but we, to one degree or another, I'm pretty introverted, but I yeah. still love going to church just to talk with my friends, people I only see once or twice a week. It's great, right? Yeah. There's it's, spiritual, physical, there's so many benefits going to church, yeah. Yeah. And so back on our faith, though, when I uh, gave my life to Christ, my opinions about like other like social issues that are going on today has completely changed. Like for example, uh, abortion, right? 
at first, I thought abortion was, like, a normal thing, and, you know, after a girl gets, like, you know, yeah. yeah, raped or something like that, you know. But, when I started reading the Bible more and more often, and then when I started hanging out with you guys and other Christians, you guys have been teaching me why abortion or LGBTQ community and transgender rights is wrong. Right. There's, there's certain things that are non-crucial things about Christian faith, right? You can, you can, you can disagree. It's fine. Whatever. Go live your yeah. right? Paul gave an example. There is the meat with the Jews and the Gentiles. The Gentiles go, well, we have no convictions. We will we'll eat whatever. But the Jews are saying, oh, no, you can't do that because, you know, we can't eat meat. Or not meat, sorry. You can't, we can't eat pork, right? And yeah. Paul says, hang on, hang on, hold on. It's not, that's not, that's not a critical issue, right? You can, you can live harmoniously. But I feel like, yeah, the abortion right and the LGBT thing if you support either one of those, you need to go read the Bible. You need you need yeah. to, you need to seriously do a do a recheck. Go read the Bible, check and do a faith check. Right? Yeah. I won't go so far to say that you're not following Jesus. You could just yeah. be mistaken. But if you do believe those things, I I firmly believe. This, but abortions maybe a little. They they both have their kind of gray lines a little bit because it doesn't say anywhere in the text in the Bible, don't kill unborn babies, right? That would have been such a, that would have been such an unbelievable crime to them that wasn't even mentioned, right? Yeah. And they kind of treated pregnant women as, you know, if you, if you cause a pregnant woman's child, like, okay, you're responsible for that, for that, right? And, but this, but with the homosexuality and all that sort of stuff, Jesus is very clear. Homosexuality is a sin. It's, yeah. it's word for word. Sins like these, X, Y, Z, homosexuality, next one, right? It's not, there's no, there's no black and blue. So either you believe, there's no, it's it's very black and white on that on stuff like that. So, if you support that sort of stuff, you you need to seriously recheck what you, what you believe because the Bible is yeah. very clear about that. And also in Psalm, somewhere in Psalms one thirty nine, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. It says somewhere. That says like you. I'm being. I'm needing you in your mother's womb. You knit me together in your my mother's womb, right? Yeah. Yep. I know. So, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and that's in Psalms. Can't remember what verse. So but basically, yeah. what he's saying, and also, God also knew you way before you were born. That's what it says in the Bible somewhere. Right, which is why. Why like God sees the future. Yeah. Which is why, yeah, especially when. It's it's it is hard because at one point, yeah, it is it is just an egg and. As far as right, and there is a point with that, but I would say from the moment of contraception, yeah, God, you know, everything works from God and through God. So at that moment, God has decided this is going to be a life. And who are we to come along, you know, who are we to come along and try and say, oh, we know better, right? That's yeah. that's another reason why I think this LGBT stuff is so unbiblical is because he created them. Male and female, he created them. Yeah. Right? He didn't create male and female and some other gender. Or male and female on every room thing. No, it's male and female. And if we're we're coming and people are coming along trying to say, Oh, you can be a man, but you can change and you can be a woman. You're you're fighting against you're fighting against God and I can tell you from reading the Bible, you're not gonna win that one because Sodom and Gomorrah right they had really bad sexual sin, and guess what happened? God wiped them out. Yeah. And I feel like if I doubt he's just going to wipe us out in a 
uh, what did I say, supernatural firestorm. Mm-hmm. But if we continue down this road of serious sexual sin and everything else, who's going to say he's not going to, you know, poke Russia or whoever else to send a few nukes our way, right? That might mm-hmm. be that might be God's way of punishing us, right? And yeah, that could be a way. I don't know about you, but I have no desire to see our country take on God's All right. Okay, continue. But yeah, like I was saying, God's going to have enough with us someday, and I'd rather not push him to that point because yeah. there's only there's only so far he, we can go before he says, okay, that's enough. You're not following me. This is so ungodly and wipes us out. Well, I doubt he'd wipe out the entire country, but I'd yeah. rather not find out. And those of you guys who are kind of struggling with your faith or trying to struggle with finding Jesus, I think this is your opportunity to find out who God is. Right. And like, there's so many bad things going on in this world, but yeah, the the comfort the comfort that comes with having Christ in you is unbelievable. I mean, even just I mean, there's lots of examples I can give, but even just seeing the state of the world, I've been a, I've been all over the world. I've been to Europe. I've been to Africa. I've been to India. I didn't know you went to Europe and Africa. Yeah, we lived in France, and one of our years. We took a trip to Africa to visit our compassion children in a safari. Nice little bonus. Mm-hmm. We did that because Caterpillar paid for the main uh, plane ticket. So instead of coming back to the States, we went over there. And then when we adopted my sister from India, we went as a family over there to visit and pick her up. <laughs> but Oh, yeah. I forgot that you have a sister. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, a lot of kids, well, I say a lot of kids in Northfield really like her. Yeah. No, she's... She's super sweet. She was like the mascot at that senior party that we were having at your lake. Oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, yeah, like I was saying, though, just seeing the world and the brokenness everywhere is just the only thing that can carry you through something like that is just the yeah. firm knowledge that God loves you, right? Yeah. That's why people in persecuted countries, are. there's a lot more real Christians in here the number of real Christians is declining here because there's no challenge to your faith. You've got the world. The world is your oyster, right? You've got everything you could want here in the States. But when you go to other countries, African countries, Asian countries, and even starting to be European countries where Christians are heavily persecuted, your faith is real. You're not, oh, sure, I follow Jesus. No. If you say that, your life could be on the line. If you say, I follow Jesus, you mean it, which is... If I mean, so, if you're if you're if you're in a rough place, then yeah, it's there's Jesus is the only way to make it through. Yeah, like back then, like when it's funny because like in high school, some kids did ask me, you know, do I believe in heaven and hell? I mean, part of me, I was like, eh, yeah, or I don't know, you know, I'm, you know, but now I do know that God is real. I mean, if you guys haven't, yeah, haven't heard my testimony, it's. On one of my podcasts, it's, some of you guys really liked it. I appreciate that. Um, also, like, I, well, here's the deal. I am truly blessed that God made me as a man because I know he has a plan for me as a man. But if you are having issues with the gender that you are born with, that is your own issue. And if you don't find yourself attractive to a different sex... That is also your issue. Right. God doesn't God doesn't make mistakes. No, absolutely he doesn't not. does not make mistakes. So yeah, for 
I guess, yeah, I would say to people, if you're struggling with that, just know that God loves you for who you are and he created you. Like you said, he creates everybody and in the womb. He starts from, and even before then, he knows who you are. He knows your name. He, he knows you. He cares about you. He loves you. And that's really all you need, right? Yeah. And also, like, did you know that, like, 43% of suicides are transgender people? Or are transgender people? That doesn't surprise me too much, yeah. I mean, like, because that's, like, the biggest issue of today's society is that when people think, like, oh, I'm, I'm quote-unquote, trapped in a boy's body, or I'm trapped in a girl's body, I'm going to, like, fix it. No, that is not going to fix it. That's just going to make it worse. That's not the root problem. You're fixing... You're, you're quote unquote fixing a physical problem that's not actually a physical problem. It's a mental problem. You've got a yeah. problem in your brain. I don't pretend to understand how any of that works, but there's some problem in your brain that causes you to think that you're in the wrong body. And oh, that's why I think that the suicide rate and the depression rate is so high is because you've got a mental problem and you try and fix it with drugs or surgeries or whatever the proposed fix might be you're not fixing the problem. You're just adding another complication. Now, maybe you might not have any, you may get lucky and not have any ill side effects, but more often than not, you're going to have mental problem, not fixed. And now you've got a physical problem on top of it. Now you've got some other problem on top of it. So you're just compounding the problem and making it worse. Yeah. Rather than fixing it. I mean, that's what, how I was in high school. I thought, I thought drugs, alcohol, and pornography was my escape. I thought this was going to like fix my problems, but you know, once I sober up or once I'm done, you know, watching stuff, you know, I think I'm normal now. But no, it's still there and there. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like. Never. I mean, there's, some, and, there's some things you can just never forget. You know? Yes. I mean, like, me and Mark, we did discuss, like, how pornography or internet pornography oh, is. it ruins your brain. Yeah, yeah, it ruins your brain. It ruins your body. Ruins like, your relation. It ruins how you. It ruins how you view the world. Like I said, yeah, technology. It's, it's a wonderful thing, but, to be honest, I feel like we'd be better off without it because of how much damage it can do. The yeah. potential benefits. Oh, I can find the answer to this faster. Ooh, I can, set this up, or I can do this with technology. I can find this answer. Blah blah blah. I feel like is, minuscule compared to the ill effects you can have. Right. The. I saw a video of a. A college campus that did a project it was like basically what they did was they, they made the college kids hand their phones, hand their laptops, and it did a little science experiment to see whether the side effects, you know, how it affects them. Like, are they sort of have some of them did have withdrawals, you know, some of them were fine, you know, they just went back to old school, you know, like using their alarm clocks, using notepads, you know, using books instead of going on a lot of calculator and everything yeah. yeah no i i'm 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 guilty of that too i could probably do without a smartphone now but with school and stuff it's just not feasible but i think i i wouldn't say that it's wrong not to do so but i think it's a great idea to just eliminate smartphones you like which is what i plan to do as soon as i don't need one because right yeah. now i have to use i have to use a phone to scan in assignments and yeah uh respond to some you know my friends are texting which i'll get i'll get a dumb phone of course so i can take calls and message yeah. people but i'll probably and probably keep and probably keep a phone without cellular capabilities just for because why would you go spend a few hundred dollars on a 
on a camera when you can spend a hundred dollars on a phone that takes way better pictures and fits in your pocket, right? So yeah. for 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 certain things, I feel like the smartphone is for like I said for those aspects, I think the smartphone is fantastic. The ability to oh that is unbelievably pretty or oh let's take a group picture or something like that to be able to take a picture like that that is it's crazy right it's yeah. so cool and to be able to text people and call people right right down the side of the road okay you don't want to have to walk somewhere it's way nicer to just be able to call somebody but everything else with the phone is just why you don't you don't need that you don't need that instagram you don't need that video game it's just you know, all it's doing is just ruining your brain i mean i have xbox so i don't need a, you know, i don't really play games on my phone I mean that's pretty much it. Yeah. So. Now, do I think is there a place for stuff like that? Sure. It's fun that it's fun to sit down and play a couple rounds of video games with your friends, or, or like, or to go, or to go spend fifteen minutes and just laugh at funny videos with your friends, just unwind. Yeah, sure, stuff like that's yeah. great. But when that be when it becomes addictive and it's all you think about and it starts creeping into other areas of your life, yeah. I mean, I, I see so many of my friends on my on my church that go now. Using their smartphones to does to read a Bible instead of reading an actual like Bible. Like, oh yeah, right now, which I'm like, I'm in that camp for sure, and I've been trying to get out of it. But it's I mean, hard. like, okay, don't don't get me wrong. If you like to read your phone on the Bible app, you know, that's perfectly fine. But what I'm saying is, like, I prefer reading reading it on my an actual book instead of this, you know, t- you know, turning my phone on with a brightness full. You know, like blinding the heck out of. No, I agree. Like, I think, I I do prefer hard reading hard copies. Yeah. And I'm gonna try and go back that way, but like I said, the ease of access of the internet is wonderful, but at the same time, I think it's kind of bad for us. Yeah. So. so. Do instead of instead of reading books, I think, I think it's better for you to. Oh, this is a book I want to go down to the library. They'll buy it for you if you if you really if there's a book that came out and you really want to read it. I'll buy it for you. Okay, you gotta yeah. wait a week or two or whatever for them to get it. Boo hoo! Or just go buy it yourself, right? Yeah. You gotta if you're gonna pay for it online to read an online version of it, you might as well just get a hard copy. Which, like yeah. I said, I'm I've definitely fallen guilty of that. But you know, like speaking of like yeah. like just buying it yourself, like new numerous stores have went out of business ever since like online shopping came a thing. Oh yeah, it's it's unreal. Yeah. Like, there, there are probably countless stores at malls that went out of business, like, small clothing stores went out of business because of, like, online shopping, like, Amazon. Right. Instant, like, eBay stuff like that. everything else, yeah. eBay, yeah. Amazon has probably driven, who knows how many they've driven out of. I don't think eBay's is bad because I mean, one of the things I buy off eBay is I buy a lot of used tires. Hmm. So, in that aspect, I'm not buying used tires from eBay. eBay's just the moderator in between. Whereas Amazon is a lot more of kind of its own thing, right? And they just shut yeah. down things. So eBay is a little more friendly towards small businesses because it's super easy for a small business to throw their stuff on eBay too. And you can easily compete with everybody. Yeah. But, I mean, like, there was, there was like a couple of times where I'm like, you know what? Why can't I just go off my butt and get in my car and drive to, like, Target or Walmart or something? Yeah. And to see if they sometimes, have that. Sometimes, yeah, it's cost even, right? With, especially with my car. If it cost me six dollars to drive to the store and back, well, it's cheaper to pay two dollars in shipping now. Somebody ship it instead, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, speaking of like six dollars, I like it how like I went away. These gas prices is like three dollars, and now they're back to like four dollars, and diesel fuel is like five dollars a gallon. Oh, diesel fuel is about to skyrocket. Yeah, if you want a diesel car, wait for diesel fuel to go up, and people people will be selling diesel cars like crazy once 
it, once once diesel goes up so high, people will just be saying, oh, this diesel is getting kind of expensive. I'm just going to sell it. And then, well. Like, speaking of, like, diesel trucks being sold, I work at a car dealership, and we have, like, probably two and a half, like, rows of pick up, used pickup trucks. Which I'm like, oh, my gosh. I feel like we've been seeing, I've been seeing more pickup trucks than cars. Yeah, people, I like I said at the beginning, I don't, I don't really understand the whole, oh, I want to drive a pickup truck because it looks cool. If you're not, I'm, I'm practical. So yeah. if you're not hauling something or putting something to the bed, you should be in a car because it's more efficient, it's more fun, and it rides nicer. But yeah. like, like I said, that's just me. People, I mean, people like, love their trucks. Yeah, like, I've seen videos of like redneck teenagers think it's funny to blow a black smoke in people's faces. Like, coal rolling? Yeah. Or oh. coal rolling. That's what it's called. Oh, I yeah. Like, I mean, in my opinion, you don't have to agree with me, but to me, it's stupid. And it's just, that's just a way of being a jerk. If you're doing it to s- someone like that, yeah, I feel like it's a bit of a jerk. Now, I do think it's really funny when people roll coal on electric vehicles. <laughs> I think that's... People abs- roll coal on electric vehicles? On electric vehicles. Oh, you know, they, they roll up next... Uh, there's countless videos out there. People, they roll up next to a Prius or a... Some electric vehicle and roll coal. I think it's funny because it's just getting the point of, oh, you're driving an electric vehicle. <laughs> yeah, that's not help. That's not going to help the environment, which that's actually... Electric vehicles is an interesting one because people seem to think that they're carbon-free, but that's just a bunch of propaganda. I mean, like, I'm not saying I'm a genius just because I'm in engineering classes, but we've been looking at power plants, right? And we've, yeah. we've been looking at cycles. So that involves... Gas cycles, you know, gas car cycles, diesel cycles, two-stroke cycles. We've been looking at power plants and stuff. And the best power plants are 60% efficient. The best <laughs> cars, diesels are 40, cars get up to, you know, cars, 30. Cars are about 30, gasoline cars are 30, 35, diesel cars, anywhere from 30 to 40, right? Yeah. So you might look at yourself and think, oh, okay, that electricity is still better. But then you lose 10% through a transformer. Or you lose, you lose... You lose 10% because you transform it, and then you lose another 5% through power lines, and then, okay, you got to transform it back down to 120 or 220. You lose another 10%, and then you lose another 10% in the charger, and then you lose another 5%. Now, when the energy's in the electric vehicle, it gets to the tires way more efficiently than in a normal car. normal car, your energy is probably 20% of actual energy that's getting to the wheels. It's way higher in an electric vehicle, but the problem is you've... You've lost so much efficiency. You've lost so much energy throughout all these different stages that by the time you get down to the electric vehicle, you're looking at the same sort of efficiencies from burning the same amount of fuel as a gas car. Maybe even worse. Maybe better. Who knows, right? But it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not so significantly better that it's worth it to make those huge batteries, which are just awful for the environment. Yes. I mean, I personally do not like electric cars because, in my opinion. That is just showing off your money. Yeah. It's kind of like the meme that I've seen floating around. It says, electric car, comparing electric cars to normal cars is kind of like comparing a microwave burger to a nice hand, you know, a nice wood-fired grill hamburger. Yeah. Sure, the microwave burger might be faster, but at the end of the day, who wants a microwave burger? Gross, right? Dude, no. I prefer a burger being cooked on a grill. Oh, yeah. A little red in the middle. 
Much yeah. better than being thrown in the microwave. Same as like a hot dog. You know, like, do I want a hot dog that's cooked from the microwave or do I want a, a hot dog that's cooked from the bonfire or a, a grill? It just, a little bit of flavor. Just, it just it just tastes so much better. And, and it's just better. There's not, on paper, on paper, right? There's It's not better. Okay, you're getting everything to the same temperature. All that's kind of the same, but it's just the, the taste, knowing that it came from not a microwave, it's just better, right? Yeah. Oh, I want a burger now. I know. Make me hungry, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Man, I guess that's, that's pretty much it, man. Yeah. I mean, hey, man, it was good having you, man. Yeah, that's a lot of talking. I haven't... Yeah, like, I don't want to do that much talking. Yeah, like, we had, like, we had, like, an hour and, like, probably 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. dude, like, I need to... Like, I feel like I need to go to the Tremont more often to keep, keep in touch with you guys. Yeah. Like you said, you know, like... Yeah. I mean, like... Like, it's just tough, you know, because I live, like, 30 minutes away from you guys. Yeah. Especially gas prices nowadays. Yeah, what so. the... You got things Thursday night, but I'll have to... Okay, we got some other events going on that we usually head up to, so I'll have to let you know about those. Yeah. yeah. But I think... Um, I don't really don't like to talk a lot, but it is kind of nice, you know, every now... It is good and healthy, and it's nice to just talk about stuff, right? Did I yeah. feel anything really press my mind today? No. But I do feel a little better now, just having talked through all the stuff. There's all current events going on. It's nice to just talk through face to face with somebody and go through yeah. it as well. Yeah, I podcasting pref- podcasting might not be for everybody, but yeah, I prefer just talking about like what's going on in today's world with somebody instead of just having I'm always like talking to myself in my car or just thinking about it, right? Yeah, I'm just like thinking. There's been plenty of times where I have a full full conversation with with myself in my car. Oh no, I know what you mean. Call yeah. me, call me weird, but nothing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure some of you guys that listen to this probably do the same thing. Right. Well, it's like I was saying earlier, God created us to live in community with each other. And if you try and isolate yourself, it's just, you're not going to live as nearly as good of a life as you can if you live in community with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Just and also, also, I guess we can all agree to this, then it's like, we, it's good to like, put our phones down, go, go, go get out of your house, go for a walk. Or read a book, or go for a drive. Go for a drive, you know. Don't no, plug. That's, just, that's my. That's don't my plug end. your Bluetooth. Just listen to the radio. Yeah. You know, with a WCIC, you know. <laughs> country or rock, whatever else you like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking of country, like I have been listening to country. Which is pretty weird because I I grew up listening to like heavy metal rock, but now I'm listening to like indie country and also worship yeah which I'm, i i feel like country is a little bit of an acquired taste because i didn't really like it a whole lot and then the more i did quote country things you know being a redneck being a goofball doing dumb things the more it just kind of yeah it just holds a certain certain charm right is yeah. it are all the songs the best songs the best quality music not really but there's just yeah. something about it that's just there are some country songs i do like and there's some country songs i don't like right well i feel like that doesn't matter it doesn't matter what type of music you like. There's always gonna be songs you don't like, and there's always gonna be songs you really do like. Yeah, and I mean, like, it also depends on the vibe what you're in. Like, right, oh, that is also I'm, true. Like, what kind of songs are you in the mood to listen to? You know what I mean? Right. Like when I'm out in the shop working, every now and then Christian playlists will get played, but most of the time I'm playing my country, my rock playlist. Cause that's just kind of the vibe. Yeah. But then a lot more times when I'm just 
taking a chill drive to school, then then that's where I whip you out the Christian playlist. Yo, speaking of like Christian playlists and stuff like that, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, okay, this worship song is, you know, overplayed. I listened to a song like an hour ago, yeah. but. A couple of nights ago, I was in this, like, book study, and we were discussing, like, like how can we repeat the gospel to ourselves? And one of our friends did say, like, you know, listen to the same songs. Right. That is interesting. That is an interesting point, because if you listen to the same song over and over, it gets stuck in your head. And, well, that's a... It might be annoying, but that's a really healthy and good thing to have stuck in your head is praise yeah. and worship, right? Yeah. yeah that that's a good point. Which, I mean, come to think of it, I think I'm, I've been recently trying to be doing that, you know, like, yeah, I don't want to skip that song, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure, like, okay, I'm sure some of you guys can all can understand, like, some songs, they can be annoying. Right. Like, if you've been listening to it a hundred times, but, like, if, if you have a friend in the car that has never heard the song before, and then he or she enjoys it, then, like, as you're like, you know what, I'm going to enjoy this song, too. And you, like, turn on just a little bit, you know? Right. So. Yeah, music music plays a lot bigger a factor in how we act and think than that's... I'm sure they've done research on that, and I'm sure that you could find lots and lots of information about how much the things that we're listening to affect how we act and think. I mean, that's uh, kind of, like, my point as well, is, like, I've been trying to, like, avoid, like, certain songs that has, like, a bad message, because... If I'm listening to this song, what kind of messages am I putting in my head? And you're you're almost hardwiring your brain to think that way, right? Whereas yeah. If you're hardwiring your brain to worship God, well, that's that's awesome. But if you're hard hardwiring your brain to listen to these songs that are all they're talking about is money and power and women and stuff, it's just it's not healthy. Yeah, I mean there are some songs out there that talk about like homicide or murder or whatever, right? Right. And I'm like, okay, that's not really a good message to put in your mind. Right. Or being I mean, being angry at somebody and oh I'm gonna I'm gonna mess them up because they did this, yeah. Yeah. I mean like listening to like angry songs and you're like angry about it, some sort of thing that's in your life. Oh, it can affect your mood, yeah. That can totally. affect I mean sure it's it's cool to get your anger out through like a song as about getting your anger out, you know? But at the same time, like... Uh, Always being angry is not healthy. Yeah. Right. Especially, like, just, you know, go outside, take a breathe. It's not a big deal. There's always tomorrow. And then, et cetera, et cetera. So. Right. You know, like, when I started addressing my, like, a country boy, I swear my job would not stop calling me George Strait. Eh? I mean, I was like, yeah, dude, I have my cowboy hat. I have some boots. Like, I have in the back and behind me. Yeah. I mean, I'm... You did have cowboy boots on when you came in, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wear cowboy I don't know. Like I said, a bit of an acquired taste. I like them because they're, they're fairly comfortable. Oh, I mean, yeah. They I are can, comfortable. Yeah. I can wear them everywhere and all the time. I can wear, I'll can i be able to wear them through winter without getting my feet wet, which would be nice. I mean, yeah. I don't really wear these boots to, like, work because I don't want to take care of them. Because they're nice. Yeah. Well, I've got... I've got that's, that's where I'm a little more cowboy. I got full. I got a set of... Designated work and everyday boots, and I got a pair to I got a couple pairs of nicer boots for you know church and special stuff. Yeah, kind of kind of the norm out in Montana though. I only had one pair of boots when I went out there, and our ranch manager said that ain't gonna fly. We need to get you another pair of boots, so he did. <laughs> you yeah. still have them? Oh yeah, I still have them. Yeah, no, I bought them. Yeah. Well, maybe not on you, but they're at your house. Yeah, they're back home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how's it feel to be back in Montana? 
It it was really fun to go back out there. I did miss the people and everything else around here, but if you compare, I would say the location, the physical state, or there versus here, I like Montana way better. I mean, I kind of like that climate a little better in general. It's a little drier. And a lot more... Uh, not nearly as rainy, which I kind of like. Yeah. But Also, correct me if I'm wrong, but does Montana have like a lot of mountains and stuff like that? Yeah. the Right next to our property, I mean, 10 miles north of our property, we've got the big snowy mountain range dead in the center of the state. And it's kind of cool just... Everywhere you're working from the ranch, unless you're down in some dip, you can look to the north and you can see the snowy mountains. You can look to the southwest and see the crazies. It is it is really beautiful out there. I mean, Caleb, like, uh, I forgot his name. He's, he's usually the guy that plays the bass in North. Oh, Caleb Mick, yeah. Yeah, he went to somewhere in Europe, I believe. That would have been Slovakia? Or yeah, Slovakia, yeah. yeah. He didn't. He was talking about this stuff with his friends, like, "Oh, hey, what does the mountains look like in Illinois?" And he was like, "I'll show you. Do you want to get home?" And he sent a picture to one of his friends at the park. He's like, "This is what an Illinois hill looks like." It's probably like a little speed bump or something. Yeah. Yeah, or a speed bump. Not like a speed bump with like an off ramp, like little hills, and you see like a bridge. Oh right, the mountains on the interstate, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was what a like Illinois mountains look like. That is true, though. Yeah. And some people, some people like that. There is definitely an appeal to the big up in plains it is kind of nice but i do enjoy being right by the mountains there i mean does a montana like allow you to have like underglow to your car yeah lucky yeah although as i found out around here they don't care is it technically legal i think so here maybe maybe not i don't know you could argue oh it's not this it's not that it's not actually i don't you could you could go through the whole argument but Nobody cares. I've run underglow in my car for over a, for a year now. I've got it on my bike. Tate's had it on his bike, and some other people have it on their bikes. They don't care. Yeah. Because unless... Like in you do, unless you're, Yeah. Oh. Even here. Unless you were to do red or blue, they'd probably come after you for those because, of course, police lights. You can't, yeah. you can't do that. And I... Well, I kind of think, ah, yeah, it sucks. I love... I like red. I think red's the best-looking underglow color and mm-hmm. for, for certain things. Like a yeah. black vehicle, I think looks super cool with red underglow. You can't do that. I, I mean, I would but, like to add underglow to my car, but the thing is, I'm trying. I'm gonna try to figure out how can I turn them off and turn them on. You know. Yeah, you can. You can. I mean, I made my own. I made my own system and set up everything, so it was exactly how I wanted it. Which broken again. So I gotta go fix it. Wires keep corroding on me, but. I was just up by your house for some time. Yeah, but you probably wanna buy one because I I made mine. I, I made my own so I could do effects that you couldn't really buy on a kit. And if you did buy on a kit, you'd be paying huge amounts of money. And I was like, nah, I'll just make one. It'll be, way, it'll be more fun and I'll get what I want. Mm-hmm. Maybe cheaper. But yeah, they don't, they don't care. <laughs> if, you, if you're not running red or blue or something obnoxious, they don't care. I see trucks, I see trucks all the time driving around. They have it in their wheel wells that's usually green or purple or whatever. I was like, I was just gonna say I was like I prefer having like green or purple or I don't know like yellow like a yellow maybe an orange or something yeah, yeah like orange a, pink you can, purple you can get away with like a deep like a deep blue that's pretty close to purple but not quite that looks pretty good too I think I mean I've seen videos of like underglow cars like I changed into like red blue yellow green you know what I'm talking about like yeah yeah. I think the what this the thing on my bike you can there's one of the color modes 
it just got a few buttons. One of the color modes, that one I did buy because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend a bunch of money and a bunch of time to make something not as reliable. Whereas I can buy one that somebody else has made, and you know it's a lot more reliable. And all I wanted is just the purple, which that's that's what I run because you know it's, that's not legal. But there was a mode where it cycles through all the colors. And I mean, I, that I, would probably yeah. I think Tate said his got stuck on that mode, and he said, "Yeah, that probably would have got me in trouble." You come by a cop, and it's flashing red, and then it flashes orange, and then it flashes blue. Yeah, they probably wouldn't like that. <laughs> I didn't think so. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I know you're like, I do like Onigo. I think it looks neat on cars, but it depends what kind of car it's on. Yeah, like if it's on a old like beat up car, you know. It's or, not really. That's not really the vibe for that car, right? No. Or if it's like a from a early like two thousands Toyota Camry, uh, no, that does not look good on your car. Yeah, I mean on my car it might look nice. I'm sure on your car or your bike looks nice. You know I've never seen it, but yeah, that looks it's kind of, it is kind of fun. I don't know. It's just a neat it's just a neat way to, in my opinion, should there be laws against the red and blue, probably. Although in my opinion, I don't think you should because. As long as they're facing down on the road, nobody can really see that all that well. It's not. It doesn't look like a cop. No. I I had mine running. I had mine running. There's there's a there, I accidentally had it on a red and blue mode accidentally once. Ran it ten miles down the road. I didn't have anybody get out of my way or do anything weird, right? And then I realized I looked out my window and saw it flashing and pulsing. Oh crap! Switched it back and <laughs> so I don't think I don't think it should be illegal. The red, white, and blue, but even if you do have that, I think it's just a cool way to say, oh, I'm a car guy, and I like this. You know, I like cars. Yeah. And also, like, you know, speaking about red and blue, also you have to be careful on when, you, when you're buying a retired police car that still has their, like, red and blue bars. Oh, right, because even, even having stuff with that capability is illegal, unless you're police or firefighter or something like that. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, if you're, like, an off-duty cop and you bought your, your own personal, like, retired police car then by all means like keep the red and blue and siren unless if you're an off-duty cop you know right but yeah but if you're just gonna do that just like like say oh i want to like you know get through traffic oh wait i could just turn red and blue no no if a cop sees you doing that they're like that's not a cop now what i do it to one of my friends if they're driving down the road and i see them up ahead and i see them pull into somewhere and they're stopped would I come up behind him and flash the lights just to, just to mess with them? Probably, but that's not that's not legal, right? You can do whatever you want as yeah. long as you're on the public roads. I mean, believe it or not, I have I have seen police like use their license siren just to get through an intersection and drive like normally. Yeah, I mean, like to some, I mean, I can't. They made a YouTube video about this, and they're like, okay, they're probably going through a call. They're probably going through, you know. Because you want to be silent as possible, that's that's true. But he also said, "No, I do not think it's okay for a cop that you use a license siren just to get through an intersection or get through traffic." Because yeah. that is. I can see you going either way for that because okay, they're out there protecting the roads and keeping you safe. Do they have they kind of earned the right to kind of push their way through a little bit more? Yeah, sure, maybe, maybe not. I feel like that's just kind of how you view it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I'm pretty sure every cop has done this before. They probably, yeah. Eh, not they, all of them. I mean, like, maybe not all straight. of them. Yeah. You know, they've probably, done, even if a comic has been doing this job for, like, say, 30 years, they've probably done it at least once or twice. Yeah. But they know that, okay, I should not be doing it because that is, like, abuse of power, you know? Right. 
It depends on the things. Yeah. But yeah. Like every police department has a different policy. Right. Yeah. That's why I was talking to, like you said, I was talking to Mark and he was saying being a police officer in Peoria is just getting, it's getting tough because they've just got, you know, bad policies. So it's hard to, have dribbles keep in there. You're probably, you're probably more likely to be lax and something like that when you've got other policies that you have to do because of the state or whatever else that are so strict that, okay, you got to give your officer some leeway that way you don't lose them all. Yeah. I mean, my cousin is a Peoria police and like once a year or maybe like, I don't know. I had to ask him like, I'm I'm guessing once a year he has to go through some sort of training, like firearms, mental health, driving, all sorts. Really, every year, huh? Yeah, I think going every year. I had to ask him. Yeah. You know, he takes forever to respond to my texts. So, dude, if you're listening to this, man, you need to get better. Even though, if you're not like the best texter or you're not very on Snapchat as much, then that's understandable. Yeah. It was like speaking of like police and stuff like that. Like, what is your opinion about like the Safety Act? Like, I, I always want to ask somebody that. What's the Safety Act? Um, basically, uh, you never heard of it? I've heard of it, but I can't remember what it's about. I think it's like, like they're like pretty much like banning like cash bail for like you got you could probably look it up. Safety. What? I mean, according to my brother, he basically what he was saying that it's just a way for like rich people, not to to keep rich people in jail after they did committed this crime. So you said so. What it does is, uh, let's see what it says. It says changes in law enforcement, elimination of a monetary bail. So all police officers have to wear body cameras. Well, you can't do chokeholds, and you can't. Police departments can't purchase military equipment. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. In my opinion, the police already have a hard enough job, so doing something to make their job even more difficult and limiting their access to stuff and yeah. Now, the body cam, I understand that. Yeah. I, like, I feel like that makes sense because then you can then you can figure out what really happened. What really happened. I think that's a, I think that's a good idea, right? It's a great yeah. a great application of that's technology. That's a great I mean, some cops do like body cams, some cam, some cops don't like body cams. Yeah. I feel like it's great for situations. It's it's great in situations where things go wrong and you're trying to figure out what's going on. But I would understand how they could be really intrusive because you're just sitting there in your car and, oh, maybe you forgot to put your seatbelt on for a few seconds or you popped it off early and then jumped out of your car and, you know, you kind of did something a little on the gray lines. Get it. The problem is, is that you can get in trouble for stuff like that. and that's Yeah. Or, like, like, say you're having, like, a private conversation with your partner or you're having a private conversation with your ride-along. Then I can understand. Yeah, it is a bit of a privacy invasion but yeah in certain situations it's necessary so maybe a some people even say that oh yeah. police should not be going after somebody who's having a, a nervous breakdown or let me rephrase that and meant an armed person who's having a nervous breakdown or you know yeah which i'm like then who do you want us to send do you want us to send like psychiatrists or 
mental health helpers, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, you're right. That's what they're proposing is to eliminate police and just send social workers. But what are, you gonna, what are they going to do? You can't, you can't sit down and have a chat with somebody who's shooting anybody who comes within 100 yards of them, right? It's just, just not going like, to, from like, a practical standpoint, it just doesn't work. Because it, it's kind of like communism, right? Yeah. It sounds like a great idea, but it just doesn't work. No, you can't, like you can't, if, it does not work. If I was a social worker and I got a call from the police department saying like, hey, there's an armed civilian who was having a nervous breakdown who has, like say, schizophrenia or whatever, I would literally say, no, you handle it. Because like, right. I am not armed, I don't have any body armor, I am not trained for these kind of situations. Right. I'm only trained for people who are unarmed, who are, you know, like I say, they're calm, but they're just... You know, having some mental health issues. Top of the bridge type of situation. Yeah, right. top of the bridge situation. Sending armed people, sending armed officers in is not the appropriate way to deal with that. Yeah. Exactly. And I think you need you, you need both, right? Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of problems in today's politics world is they're trying to say, oh, we need to do this or we need to do this. Like take the, we talk about electric cars, right? They're saying, oh, we need to go all solar and all wind and all this stuff. Do I think, no, I, I don't like looking at that stuff. Is it a good idea? Yeah. But you can't just jump right off all the fossil fuels and go straight over to that. You, you, you need both, right? And I feel like that's where a lot of problems in our politics come today is because one side's fighting for this and the other side's fighting for that and they can't come together and say, oh, well, how about we just split it, right? And yes. do, some, do some this way and some that way. And like with the police department, okay, maybe keep their current budget and add a budget for they have a, you know, a, mental, a mental department or a psychiatrist department, right, for dealing with people who are not a threat to society instead of just sending armed officers in. Yeah. But, yeah. Or, like... Probably like, won't happen, but it's a nice thought. Yeah. Or, like, like, say you have a million dollars, right? And the government is giving that... Like, say this. Okay, so should we, like, give half... Like, like say, $500,000 to the police department and also $500,000 to, like, say, you know, mental health places, you know? Yeah. Maybe we can try that. I don't know. And, you know, you divide up, you divide up the split depending on yeah, what type of calls you're getting most often. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it depends. I think it's a good idea. Will it happen? Probably not. And yeah. it could also be a thing to where, okay, yeah, it sounds great in practice, but it doesn't work. Who knows, right? I don't know if that's really been tried and all that much, but... I think it's, like, weird, like, when people say, like, we want less cops, we want more, and then, yeah, the other side saying we need more cops. I'm like... Did you, like, just say that you want less cops, like, an hour ago? And, yeah. Like, if you are saying that we need less cops, what is that going to do with the crime? That's the thing, guys. They all jumped on the bandwagon of, you know, defund the police. A lot of people did, and I don't know. Who knows? Don't need, don't need to go into why you did that. They just did. But then when you have to live with the consequences and crime spikes up, yeah, it's not it's not pretty. You need you need police. There's no way around it. You need people. Yeah. You need like if we you need f- you need lawkeepers and police is a good solution to that. And yeah, so, like if we like get rid of police, who is gonna like you know patrol the streets? The military? Right. No, they're the well, military is right. The military is for defending against enemies outside the country. Not yeah. for that's what that's what the police and whatever your take on the FBI is. I mean, they've done some sketchy things and they have all done sketchy things, but they're, they're focused, you know, you gotta I mean, have, you gotta, the, you gotta protect against threats from the outside and you gotta protect against threats. I mean, from like the, the, the FBI are like more focused on 
catching the criminals are like like high level, like high level wanted criminals. Right. Not criminals are running out on the streets. And watching and watching they're watching for high level threats to the overall country, not for mm-hmm. oh okay I'm, we're not watching for somebody who might go shoot somebody with a gun. We're watching for somebody who might go take out a political leader or you know stir up stir up trouble in this in this city because they'll go take out some leaders or take out some important something important right not that ordinary people's lives are important but you got to have differentiation between okay your ordinary crime where people are squabbling with each other and okay somebody's out to bring this you know to ruin this place <laughs> yeah man this is really gonna be a long podcast oh yeah <laughs> dude you'll have you'll have that yeah I have that I had a, almost a two hour podcast with my buddy Phil Tharp yeah. I mean Phil if you're watching it man you're in a man we need to do another one <laughs> so do it man again thanks for coming by man oh yeah glad to come it's kind of fun to break, I mean, the, break the routine a little bit yeah I mean is there anything you want to say to, to the audience um like, I think the biggest thing is Country, what, what? Everybody's pretty united on the fact that the country's not heading in a great direction, and great countries are gonna collapse. I mean, Rome did every. It happens to everybody, right? But yeah. look what survived. What survived? Jesus and the Christian Church. That survived everything. Yeah. It survived two thousand years. You can't name anything else that survived that long. Nothing. So, yeah. that's that would be my, I guess, concluding message or main point is that. God, God is the answer, right? Putting your faith in Jesus is the answer, and with that behind you, nothing can stop you, right? Yeah. I mean, there's always hope, there's salvation, and there's light in the name of Jesus Christ. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You might not get that new job, and you might not have all the money you want, but you'll have your eternal eternal reward in heaven, and that you can be yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, same for you for, like... Darren Bailey, right? Like he didn't win an election, but after I was, I was disappointed, but I took a few steps back and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Maybe God has something else in mind for exactly. him. Yeah. So, so yeah, guys, if you may not get your dream job, you might not get got accepted to that college you want to go to, but just like you know, like God has a plan for you. Yeah. So, it's just not always our plan. Okay. Yeah, it's God's plan because God, like you said, God does not make mistakes. God does make mistakes. Exactly. Yeah, man. It's always so, Ethan. Thanks for coming by, man. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And also, I'll have to stop by at Tremont sometime and oh, catch, yeah. catch up with you guys at Northfield. We're always we always got something going on usually. Yeah. Games or else, I'll let you know that. Yep. Yeah, I'm. I did ask uh, Andrew if he wants to do a podcast, which I haven't really got a text back from him, but yeah. hopefully sometime we'll do a one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, see you guys, and thanks for coming by, Ethan. No problem. Take care. See ya.